0: Rising from the monstrous depths to astound and terrorize the world.
1: Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. I'm Matt. I'm Aaron. And this is another episode of our 31 Days of Halloween where each day in October we are discussing a film that's in the horror, mystery, suspense genre. Um, Today's film is a classic from 1954 called The Creature from the Black Lagoon, and Aaron's going to tell us about it.
2: They're going to let me tell you about it because this is... (laughs) One of my all time favorite movies. I <laughs> love this movie. The Creature from the Black Lagoon is from 1954. It was also part of the uh, Universal Pictures monster, but the, now they call it The Legacy, um, which would be the original Dracula, Wolfman, Frankenstein. But this was actually the final film um, of that era. Uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon is about a strange prehistoric beast that's lurking in the Amazon jungle. Uh, they're on an expedition to uh, well, I'm getting ahead of it. They find a skeleton of, of a prehistoric creature. Fossil. Fossil, oh. right. And when they go into the the, the uh, Amazonian jungle to study its source, they discover a creature. Um, it's basically an underwater amphibious man that uh, becomes enamored of a woman on the crew. Um, <laughs> this... It, it's it's one of the universal movies I mean it's, it's pretty straightforward as far as stories go uh, they they go they try to capture the monster the monster doesn't want to be captured and that's <laughs> pretty much it until the movie's over <laughs> yeah. a continuous battle to capture the monster
0: so I had never seen this movie before obviously I've been well aware of it but um, the three of us actually saw this uh, not long ago at the local drive-in um, and I, I was impressed with it. It's, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a slight film. It's 80 minutes. And um, I like how it takes its time building its story. That's not to say, and I'll talk about this a little bit later, it couldn't have used some editing maybe a little bit. But for the most part, I mean, it, it takes time building a story. I mean, they, they find the fossil, then they you know um, they decide to... You know, look more for what, where it came from. Um, the creature is not revealed immediately in, f- in full. So you start seeing it. <laughs> you see a lot of its hand yeah. at first. <laughs> uh, and then eventually, yeah, you see it. But they take their time revealing the creature. Uh, there's an interesting scene where uh, it's swimming underwater parallel with uh, the, the woman on the crew. Um, so it's, 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 I like that about it it's, it's well paced um, speaking of the woman uh, it's played by Julie Adams or she was known then Julia Adams and it was really cool to see her um, in this movie because she died she, recently didn't she just last year
2: yeah um,
0: she, was, she was 92 but she was in her 20s and she made this movie. And I, my only frame of reference for Julie Adams mm-hmm. is from uh, Murder Shiret. Murder Shiret. She yeah. was uh, played Eve Simpson, the Cabot Cove realtor, in several episodes. <laughs> uh, so it was nice to see her, you know, young and, and whatnot. Um, and and then kind of continuing on with that, with, with, with her. Another thing I liked about this movie, you know, <clears throat> as a gay man, is that <laughs> while they certainly took advantage of her 20 something. Female physique, and you know they had a few shots of her in bikinis and stuff. This was also an equal opportunity um, skin flick. I mean, the, <laughs> I'm just being, I'm just being real. So Richard Carlson and Richard Denning play Denning is awesome. In yeah, this movie. they play these two. I don't know what they are scientists or something there. And there's this maybe a weak point in the movie a love triangle between them and and Julie Adams's character, but. Those two guys are shirtless and in their their shorts quite a bit. So, I was I was just kind of shocked to see that because, you know, you see in movies a lot of times um, the male gaze being fixated on the woman and usually the woman's the only one who's required to remove clothing, but that's not the case in this. So, that's my little shallow reference. Huh.
1: Well, n- none of that occurred to me, that's except... <laughs> that's
2: that's it certainly didn't take. occur to me. <laughs> you, you,
0: you sit there in judgment, but I can take it. It's no, all right. no, no, that's fine.
1: Um, so I hadn't seen this movie um, either, but uh, obviously was well aware of it and had seen you know, the images of the, of the creature before. But it wasn't until seeing this movie that I really could appreciate the actual uh, creature costume. Mm-hmm. I think it was pretty amazing. I mean, obviously, it's a man in a suit, but <clears throat> given that... I think they did as much as they possibly could with that. Um, I mean, it looks like an amphibious man. And I really liked the details that they had. I mean, when he breathed, you know, parts of the, the the head kind of moved like gills. And I was just really impressed with it. I thought it was really great. And, you know, a lot of the movie is filmed underwater, which I don't know how common that was at the time. But I we thought were, it...
2: I was trying to think about that at the time... I the Godzilla came out the same year, mm-hmm. and the end of that movie is filmed underwater. Is the the, the very end of it, uh-huh. but there is a lot of underwater photography in this movie,
1: and it's kind of beautiful. Yeah, I mean, is. I mean, he the the creature um, is kind of clunky on land, but in underwater, you know, you, you get the sense that that's his real environment, mm-hmm. and it's just beautifully photographed. And there's I don't know there's kind of a sense of awe to it that I that I really liked. Um, yeah, it's kind of a, a beautiful looking film and I think a very well-made film.
2: Well, as a person who loves this movie <laughs> and also loves you guys, I'm really glad that you liked this movie. Uh, yeah, and it was kind of cool uh, to, to see it at the drive-in. Mm-hmm. Um, I've loved this movie. I saw it for the first time when I was seven, maybe seven or eight years old. And there was real no impetus to watch it other than that it was on and that... It, you know, it was clearly an adventure story in the Amazon, which was the kind of thing I was into when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I, re- I vividly remember just being terrified when the, when the creature first <laughs> showed up. Um, I've never seen it on a big screen. So I was a, a little emotional about, you know, I'm, I'm in my 40s now and I'm finally seeing this movie on the <laughs> big screen. Um, I did notice this time something that I never noticed. And I agree with you and, uh, and do appreciate the fact that the movie kind of, the movie takes its time. The movie sort of builds to this moment of revealing the creature. After that, the story does become kind of tedious. Mm-hmm. It becomes, capture the creature. Oh, creature gets away. Oh, fight the creature. <laughs> capture the creature. Oh, creature got away. <laughs> this is how it goes for the rest yeah. of the movie. Um, but that's, I mean, that's a minor, minor, minor complaint. It was very cool to see it on the big screen because the underwater photography is is spectacular, especially for a movie from that era. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and like I said, I can't think of many movies before that that would have had that much underwater photography, but a good portion of this movie is, you know, the creature swimming underwater. I mean, interesting, something that you had said mentioned, the two actors, Richard Carlson and uh, Richard Denning, um both of whom I think are spectacular in this movie, the, uh their oxygen tanks for their scuba sets. One of them has two on tanks, and the other one only has one. And that's so, as a viewer, you can tell them apart when they're underwater. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, two actors played the creature. Oh. One played him on land, and one played him underwater. Oh, interesting. And the one that played him underwater, they had to train him to hold his breath so that he wouldn't have bubbles oh, okay. in the air when he was underwater. Um, so it's... So- almost a sort of a spectacular feat for this actor you know to pull this off Yeah, I think the I don't think that the costume truly looks like a man in a suit um, not, you know, not not as much as say you know Godzilla looks like a guy in a dinosaur suit mm-hmm. um, and when one big fear for me in these older movies when you finally see them on a the big screen is that you're gonna notice things like the, the, the gaping holes in the suit you know, but I, I didn't notice any yeah. of that it looked very natural and his performance in particular the one that walks on the one the, the one that plays him in, in the air on land mm-hmm. uh, there's there's real the way he lumbers as he walks mm-hmm. you know and the, the way that you put it is best I think he's very clunky on land <laughs> and there's something very, very cool about the performance of, mm-hmm. uh, of how he moves um it's like I said. I've 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 always really liked this movie. It's it's one that uh, it's not one that I've revisited over and over and over again, like I do some movies of my childhood. Mm-hmm. But I'm always very excited to see it, and it was really really wonderful to see it on the big screen.
0: Yeah, yeah um, I really liked the the creature uh, and the design of it. I mean, I found convincing, but the acting, like uh, you know, both of the guys, but particularly I think the one on land. Um, it just it, it, there wasn't, in certain ways, a, you, you wouldn't think there would be a real good way to be expressive in that suit. But they found ways to do it. I think maybe through body language and whatnot. And there's a particular scene where the creature is climbing up aboard the boat. And at this point, it's been through a lot. I mean, they've thrown a lot at the creature. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, he's he's determined to to have Julie Adams, right? So... Whatever, um, <laughs> but this his the way he climbs aboard is it's just very expressive. I mean, you can tell he is he's a little wounded, he's a little tired, he's a little you know through with this stuff. But he's well, he's determined, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I, I they were able to convey the actors were able to convey stuff, but, you know, act, emotions, you know, in a way that I found impressive.
1: Yeah, I think the movie does a really good job of building sympathy for the for the monster. Um even though, you know, he does kill quite a few people.
2: The body count of this is <laughs> remarkably high for a movie from 1954. But
1: somehow I don't know. I don't you don't know what his run-ins previously have been with humans, but certainly these humans are wanting to capture or kill him. Right. Um and you know, this is his home and he's obviously you know at home there and he wants someone to love
2: yeah <laughs> because right, he's clearly not the only one right because right. they
1: found the fossil right right yeah. um, but you get a sense that he's maybe isolated right um, and he needs he wants companionship so I don't know the movie does a good job of building your sympathy for him even though um, he's also kind of a monster in ways <laughs> yeah I mean
0: it reminds me a little bit of, you know, whenever there's, like, a shark attack in the news. It's like, oh, my God, this shark just attacked this person in the water. It's like, well, but they were in the water. <laughs> I mean, they're kind of in the shark's house. And, you know. Uh, I mean, these people just kind of rolled up. I mean, they make it's, it's interesting in the in the 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 build up to this that we talked about earlier. The nice build up when they're traveling down. Is it the Amazon or the or it's whatever?
2: South America somewhere? Well, in, in the in the movie, it's supposed to be the Amazon. Okay, so, okay. so she they're traveling goes down, down the down Amazon, and she says, "I thought the Mississippi was so great." Oh, that's uh,
0: right. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's this in that scene that the, one of the dudes <laughs> pontificates about how you know. The area that they're traveling through, supposedly, according to him anyway, hasn't been touched or seen by human eyes in a long time. I mean, He's like, what, millions of years or yeah. something? Um, and so you think about it and you're like, yeah, these people just roll up into the creature's habitat and they are there to get him and take him. So yeah, of course he's going to be like, you know, upset and, and uh yeah. Hey, get off my lawn, right? <laughs> this movie also has uh some one of the people that was attacked uh was played by Whit Bissell. And I just uh I mentioned that solely because I can say the name. I, I Whit Bissell was a was a long-time actor. He's been dead now for 25 years or so. But um, he was in uh, several old school movies uh, uh, up to it, including things like Soylent Green and, and whatnot. But I've just always loved his name, Quit Bissell. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: Nestor Paeva as the boat captain. Um, I've always liked his performance. He's very funny and very snarky, and you know, just kind of <laughs> interestingly, I don't know if you guys noticed any of the locations that they actually filmed. The movie was largely filmed in Florida. Mm-hmm. They actually filmed a large part of it in the Everglades. Okay, um, I know a lot of useless information about this movie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so it's something interesting you mentioned earlier, I was curious about. You said that this was the last of those Universal monster movies, but they made sequels to this, so those not count as part of the.
2: Well, no, they they are part of the legacy, but this is this was the last new creation monster. Oh, yeah, okay. uh, of the, of the Universal monsters, got it. Creature from the Black Lagoon is is the um, is was the last one to be considered part of that. Legacy. Hmm. Yeah. There's only three, though. There's three uh, um, Creature from the Black Lagoon movies. Uh, So there's two sequels to this. Hmm. Um, One of which came out very quickly afterwards. I don't know the dates on those exactly. Um, Mm -hmm. But this was was a pretty popular movie um, when it came out. Um, And so they did those three. Um, One of them, and I don't remember which one it is, if it's the second one or the third one, they do actually capture the creature and they bring him back to land. And he just he, it's, it's almost It's almost King Kong-esque I was going to say It sounds <laughs> yeah. like, it sounds like uh, King it's, Kong It's a bit King Kong-esque and uh, You've captured me And now I'm going to destroy your city uh, <laughs> they, And they do They make him a circus sideshow Just like they do In, uh, um, in King Kong <laughs> yeah. it's, it's very reminiscent <laughs>
0: Huh Well I I think it's a it's a good movie. Now, it, it could stand Ian you kind of touched on this earlier. It could stand some editing in the back half mm-hmm. because, you know, there are a lot of repetitive scenes of the creature getting caught and escaping and attacking and I mean there's at one point the creature does something to prevent them from leaving. I don't know. It feels like eons for the, for when they're in that part of the movie. Yeah. And I, I, at that point, at one point, I was just like, I, I really don't care if you guys either, either, either escape or just die in this lagoon. <laughs> <let> the, <laughs> the, uh,
2: you mentioned the one uh, sequence. It's always been one of my favorite sequences in, in almost any movie. I do think the score of this movie um, the music in it yes. is absolutely beautiful. I, it's just great. There is something to be said for uh, in the beginning. Every time they, you know, they start to show the monster, you'll see the monster's hand. There's this cheesy apocalyptic <laughs> chord, you know, every time. <laughs> um, but the rest of the scoring itself is v- very beautiful. And there's a sequence of the movie where Julie Adams is swimming, and she's swimming in the waters around the boat, and uh, the creature's swimming underneath her. And the music, the scoring, the way it's done—the mm-hmm. music is done right in sync with their movements in the mm-hmm. water—and it's a, uh, it's a, it's a really iconic scene, and it's one of the things that I remember most from seeing it when I was when I was such a child,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, when I when I was such a child, when I was so <laughs> young, um, was really being impressed by that sequence. Yeah.
0: So, Aaron, then, what do
1: you give it out of ten?
2: This movie gets a nine
1: out of ten. All right, Ashley. I was gonna say seven point five. Oh, <laughs> I give
0: it a seven point three. So <laughs> our score is a seven point nine, or I'll round out to an eight. Um, and you know, I had the tomato meter up. Okay, here it is: eighty five percent fresh from critics, seventy four percent from audiences. But the only score you really need to care about is our is our eight. <laughs> uh,
2: so Especially three. because mine is a nine. <laughs> Yes,
0: yes, yes. All right. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you.